In our series, A String of Pearls, Dutch Buzz contributors speak to people who have made an exceptional contribution to our local community. People whose passion for what they do have had an added value for the city of The Hague. With us today, one of the 100 most inspirational women of the world in 2020, a regular Dutch Buzz contributor and the founder of Expert Nest, Vivian Chiona, child and adolescent psychologist. So Vivian, welcome to our program. It's such a pleasure having you here. I will start this interview with, I guess, what everybody's thinking right now, the mental health challenge that the pandemic continues to pose globally. How does it affect experts in particular? Indeed, we live in very awkward times and an unprecedented crisis. We have been working a lot. We help a lot of people who suffer from depression, high levels of anxiety, trauma, health-related issues, a lot of loneliness, breakups within couples and divorces in families, or issues with teenagers. It has been a very difficult period for all of us. One of the very unique occasions that a therapist is also very much involved in the overall process. Usually we have one role, but now we can be also, you know, potential people suffering from the pandemic as well, but also being there to support others. And also as expats, we didn't sign up for this. Like we thought that, okay, we start our expat lives and we can go back home whenever we want to. Now we have restrictions or you have to be in quarantine before you fly or you have, you know, to do to show specific certificates or not even being able to travel at all to see your loved ones. So that brings a, a big difference already to begin with, especially for expats on top of all the other universal issues that we face as humanity. And um, yeah, and that's why we're here to support in particular this community because it needs it more than ever. I have seen also many people who done a lot of introspection during the pandemic and have decided to start new beginnings and new adventures in their lives. So I hope that for all of us, this will be also a good opportunity for growth. Is there a group within the larger set of experts that suffers more mentally as a result of the pandemic? Actually, I think it's a challenging situation for all experts, for all people globally. So I cannot pinpoint and say that, yes, this, start, like this group suffers more than another because there are different manifestations of the suffering. Uh, in terms of referrals that we have, In our service, we see a lot of teenagers struggling a lot during the pandemic and also a lot of single expats. So, uh, as I said, I wouldn't like to pinpoint a specific target group. I'm just giving you a reflection of what kind of in, like referrals we have. But I think it's, um, it's like all, all groups, but in different, in different ways. What is the number one complaint you hear more often from your clients? Actually, I think the number one complaint is about relationships, either people who are single and they're struggling with that or who are in relationships and they have issues in the relationships and also stress in all forms, either work-related uh, anxiety or it could be anxiety because they're far away from home. Um, but if I could sum it up in two words, it would be relationships and anxiety. 
And also what we receive very uh, often as a request is uh, teen issues and parent issues as well. I would say this is the top three for us. Are those issues directly linked to COVID-19 or they have a more general manifestation within the expert community? There are general trends, but of course they have uh, many of these issues have been magnified during the pandemic. Uh, for example, parents face different challenges with their teens and children in general of all ages, but especially with the teenagers that they, they crave for peer interaction and they had the lockdowns, they didn't know what to do at home, there, were, there was a lot of tensions or a lot of tension or with, uh, for example, sim single expats, they didn't have the opportunity to meet new people during the pandemic and whatever the situation is now with a semi-lockdown, I don't know what is coming up and how this will affect our community or those who are in relationship, they end up spending more time with their partners than they could handle. So I think it was magnified, but still, these are issues that are top, um, top priority in all times, not necessarily right now. But of course, there are additional challenges and we have to hold on in there because we don't know where, when this is ending. You know, every year we were hoping that, okay, that's going to be the last year, but now it seems that this will be the reality in 2022 as well. At least we're going to start in this way. So I think the most important is to cope with insecurity and see how we're going to face and navigate what we have right now and hoping that this is going to end soon. Do you think that the international community is resilient enough to overcome these challenges? Of course, our international community is resilient by, by its nature because, you know, we have managed uh, so many transitions in life so many goodbyes, building our lives again, because the world, as we know it in one country, dies. And then we're caught up in the business of starting a new life. And then we have to be resilient in order to survive in a new country. So we have learned and practiced this skill um, and we can be the heroes of our lives. I think that's the main motto to, to remember because resilience is a mechanism that helps us adapt in stressful situations, traumatic or tragic events, and every everyday life problems uh, like finance issues, relationships, health problems. So time in combination with high levels of resilience can lead you through and out of challenging periods of our lives, such as the one that we have been experiencing early 2020 with a pandemic so remember that resilience is not just a magical pill though it won't take your pain away or it won't numb your pain or prevent the pain because even in the most pain we're gonna have something simple and profound will come up and it's important to be grateful for the lessons we learn obviously we cannot be grateful for what has happened to us if it's negative but we can be grateful for what we learn from this. Remember that your past is one of the best instructors on expanding your resilience level. Take a moment to recall all life events that um, draw on your personal strengths. What strategies did you follow? What resources did you use? Who were the people who were there for you and support you to navigate this process? 
remember this and then you have an answer. And everything we are right now, everything we have learned so far is our resilience. And I think it's important for people to remember that this too shall pass. What we go through is going to pass. It's not going to last forever because nothing is permanent in our lives. To integrate the lessons of the past, though, practice is required. Is this where the therapist comes in? Exactly. And as I said, that's a skill that you can learn and practice and be much happier in your life. And also, I have a book recommendation to make here because, you know, some people may not be in therapy right now, but there is a wonderful book to read, uh, which is The Emotionally Resilient Expert by Linda Janssen. Uh, actually, the full title is The Emotional Resilient Expat um, Engage, Adapt and Thrive Across Cultures. Uh, that's one of my most favorite books when it comes to resilience because it has very practical tips, but also the theoretical background. And it has stories of expats and how they became emotionally resilient. So I love this book and I highly recommend it. Maybe we can add the link to the podcast. I'll make sure to do that. It, it really sounds inspiring. But, but to bring you back in the lessons learned from our past and their importance to our resilience for the present and the future, the pandemic has brought polarization in society and I bet human relationships suffer as a result of different opinions or different choices, if I can put it this way. Um, how can one address that? Yeah, I mean, I notice this more and more also in our sessions because, you know, we offer a safe place for people to talk and explore the, thought, the thoughts and the feelings. And many people report that they face this kind of social dilemmas and they don't know what to do with specific friendships and uh, because they realize some difference in perspectives or values. And of course, this is a personal call and a very personal choice to make. Uh, but yes, indeed, what we see is that COVID is not just a pandemic and that creates a health crisis, but crisis on so many levels, relationships, values. Um, I think it's a deeper issue than we see on the health level. And in therapy, that's, that's very clear. But as I said, it's a personal choice what someone will do at the end and how they're going to navigate these friendships. But indeed, it's unfortunate like with people that you love all of a sudden to have something that creates a distance. And obviously, the best thing in these situations is to open a, a dialogue and see if you can find a golden middle. I would really like to discuss with you now the, the role of culture and language in therapy. This is the niche for Expert Nest, and I'm sure our listeners would love to hear more about the nuanced approach of your counseling and, and care. The role of culture and language is a huge one, and that's why when I launched Expert Nest back in 2013, I wanted to do something with no borders that can be you know, cross-cultural and intercultural, and also something that will be multilingual. The reason I have made that choice back then is because I think that if a person chooses an expert specialized psychologist plus someone who speaks in their native language, that's the best combination. Mm -hmm. uh, reason being that, you know, they're, you know, a common background in terms of connotations and understanding. And sometimes when it comes to emotions, it's easier when it's in your native language. 
However, if there is no possibility to combine both, I would say go first to an expert specialized psychology and the language comes second because there are different intake procedures, there are different techniques we use to help our clients. And actually, one of the reasons I decided to start ExpatNest back in 2013 was because I was receiving a lot of misdiagnoses for people who had culture shock, but then they were assessed by a psychologist who was not specialized in, in our community, and then they were coming up with a diagnosis of depression, where in reality, that person had a culture shock, and with the right intervention, after five, 10 sessions, he or she was fun, like was doing well. So based on that, and because there's a different approach, I would say, you know, choose first the expert specialization and then we can, the language comes second. If we can combine both, that's fantastic. Apart from the culture and the language, there are some common experiences that we all as experts share. Like for example, the difficulty of saying goodbye, some hidden losses that we experience. And this is regardless of where we come from and what language we speak. It's like um, a connecting thread among expats. Well, ExpertNest is doing a wonderful work in that area. I mean, this year you were nominated among the top five companies for family and employee support globally. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. Indeed, it was a big moment for ExpertNest to see, you know, all this recognition uh, on a global level uh, for all the hard work we have put in and all because what we do what we do with lots of love and integrity and it's beautiful to see this being recognized. Where do you see the organization in the future? I think um, sometimes it's hard to predict because we live in very awkward times and we don't know where humanity is going, you know, where the world is going in the next years. So sometimes it's hard to predict. But what I know for sure at ExpatNest is that we're going to continue supporting expats and we're going to add um, two more languages, hopefully in 2021 or early 2022. Uh, one of them officially being in the website is Italian and the second will be Portuguese. It's coming up soon. And also we're, we are in discussions of doing some projects that will help um, people in a more massive way um, to have an impact on many than rather than one-on-one -on -one only. So this is something we're working on and hopefully some news will come up uh, later in the year. Also, we work with a lot of companies to help their, their employees and their families. So in a way, some nice things are coming up. And the reason we do that is because it's needed now more than ever to provide this kind of support. And that's why when I said earlier that it's one of the busiest years and yes, we're all tired, but on the other hand, we know this is what we need to do to help people. Of course, we put self-care as a priority as well, because otherwise it's impossible to do our job. But we know that we have to be here and do our best. So now that the, um, you know, the end of a year holiday period is, is an emotional one in general, and maybe you have uh, some good advice for our international community here in The Hague. Yes, of course. So that's a nice topic because, you know, the festive season and the end of year celebrations, but in general, all holidays are supposed to be the most joyous time of the year, like fancy dress, nice food, decoration, lights, music, gifts, 
and an opportunity to spend more time with family and friends. Um, this year, of course, that's not possible in many cases, not only, of course, because of the pandemic, but be, apart from the pandemic, this has never been the case necessarily for everyone. That's not the reality for many people. Uh, the end of year celebrations, the festive season can be a very lonely one and sad. Um, people can feel disconnected, down at this time of the year for many reasons. Uh, they may have an excessive, for example, self-reflection um, and why their life is not as they would like it to be. They may be dissatisfied with their personal life and have questions such as, why do we have to argue on these days, let's say, with the people we love? Or is there something wrong with me and I don't have the life that I would like to have? Why do I feel lonely, even though I'm surrounded by people? Or right now with the pandemic, what can I do not to feel lonely? And because it's a hard reality right now with lots of restrictions. Um, another reason that people may feel down, and especially at this time of the year, is because they may have unrealistic expectations. Uh, our lives are not Hollywood movies. And they will never be because that's not the reality. Um, another reason that we can feel sad is grief and loss. Loved ones or pets who have passed away or relationships uh, that are now gone, can, the burden can feel much heavier than usual right now. And that's a hard reality to accept. And especially with COVID, many people are grieving more than usual right now. Either because some loved ones are in the hospital and they don't know what, what is going to happen. And trust me, this is so stressful. Like some months ago, I had my dad hospitalized with COVID. And I, I mean, every day was a torture until he was thankfully, you know, he survived and everything was fine. But I really do feel for the people that have this agony right now of what will happen with their loved ones fighting for their lives in their hospitals, or for those who have lost family members or good friends because of COVID. So that's a very difficult reality to accept. And a last uh, main reason, because there can be hundreds of reasons, is the distance from the loved ones, as we said earlier, um, that we cannot be with them in these times that we're supposed to be with family and friends or the people that, that we would like. Uh, so this is the framework that I would like, you know, before I give the tips to understand why, because only if we understand why, then we can do something about it. As I say, if you can't feel it, you cannot heal it. So it goes like that. Um, some main tips that I would like to give, first of all, is to temper your expectation, uh, your expectations about how it should be. Life is not only about masks and shoes, but it's also what I want it to be. And maybe it's not where you want it to be right now, but this doesn't mean that it, it cannot be there in, in the next year, let's say. But also it's important to focus on what you have right now and be grateful for what you have right now. And also, also ask yourself if you have unrealistic expectations of what, how it should be. And remember that authenticity is more important than perfectionism.
And I think that's important to remember. Authenticity is more important than perfectionism. I love that, especially in social media era, uh, where everything is filtered and perfectly, you know, uh, published. Um, it's important to anchor ourselves in what it means to be human and authentic instead of, you know, perfect. Yes, and you raise a very good point about social media because that comparison with others who choose to post only the good part of their lives, like you don't see people saying, oh, I woke up feeling uh, like feeling heavily today or I had a nightmare. Nobody says all of these things. They wake up and they say, you know, what a perfect breakfast they had or how blessed they are in their relationships. I must say that when I start seeing this kind of posts, I'm more worried <laughs> because, you know, why people will have the need to overshare on social media how happy they are. Uh, that's a concern for me sometimes when I see it. And also, I want to remind people, don't compare yourself with others because each one has a different journey in life. What matters is you can be a better version of yourself compared to what you were yesterday. That's the only comparison that will help you. All the rest do not work necessarily. Um, going back to the tips, um, it's important to connect with others in person if possible, uh, depending on the restrictions or online. We still have opportunities to connect and love is never gone regardless of the distance and love knows no borders. Um, and then another tip would be to do the things you enjoy. Small things make a big difference. And there's still many things that we can do that brings us joy, even at home. So it's important to remember this. And also that there are so many ways to celebrate. Maybe it's not how it used to be the past years, but maybe it's time to start a new tradition in the new context and under these circumstances. Um, and also something last, because I have to mention this, is that even if these tips do not fully work for some, I'm sure they will, they will help uh, to some extent. But if you apply all of these things and still you feel that something is missing or you feel a sense of emptiness or a heavy feeling, you can always ask for some professional support. You don't have to go through this on your own. It doesn't have to be this way. And there's so many things we can do to make it better. For this interview, we, we really want to look deeper into your soul. You know, we, we need to get to know Vivian um, and who she is next to what she does. So I ask you to bring a photo uh, with you, um, a photograph with a special meaning, um, one that you can share, you can describe with us. Yes, actually, I was thinking of two photos. One photo is uh, from Fiji, where I've been some years ago, and there was a fantastic uh, beach that it was a sunrise. It was my safe place. Like sometimes in the difficult moments of the pandemic, you know, I was closing my eyes and I was connecting with that safe place uh, because we all need to have a safe place that nobody can take from us. Mm -hmm. So actually, I would encourage our listeners to find where this safe place for them is or a wonderful memory that they have and always try to connect with that. So mine was six o'clock in the morning uh, at this wonderful place in Fiji. And there was such a tranquility, calm, 
and I was very happy and connected to myself. So definitely that one photo. Uh, and the second I was thinking, uh, some years ago, I have uh, given an interview to Lilian and mm -hmm. we were talking about confidence. And I was saying to her an example of my mom mm -hmm. that she was always telling me how beautiful I was as a kid and how well-dressed I was and that she was choosing always very nice clothes for me. Mm -hmm. And then one day I was looking at a photo and actually I thought that the clothes were horrible. I didn't like them at all. It doesn't, and actually I don't think it was so nice as my mom was saying to me. However, this doesn't matter because the way she was talking to me about talking to me about myself made me feel beautiful back then and happy mm -hmm. child. And actually, I always give this example because it doesn't matter what the reality is. It is also what the perception your parents want you to have about yourself. This is how she was seeing me and this is how I learned to see myself. And I think to those who listen to us right now, as I said, sometimes it doesn't matter, you know, how you look or what you wear, but what matters is how you feel about yourself and how the people who love you maybe communicate that to you. Um, is there an item on your desk that uh, it is also attached to a special memory or, or a special meaning? Actually, uh, in my desk, I don't have that many things. I try to keep it simple because I have a very, very tidy room and house. However, I must say, I must confess that my desk is not that tidy because I make notes after the sessions and then I have to organize them. And if you come and see my desk, you will see a pile of notes that I need to organize at the end of the week. So I try to have a lot of space in my desk so I don't have any other items. Uh, I'm sorry to say that and ruining, you know, the picture of the tidy room and the house, but that's the reality. Um, but what I do have is a gift from one of my Chinese colleagues, which is a Chinese keychain representing love, prosperity and success. And because we also have a Chinese service, it has given this to me early when we launched the Chinese service. And I always have it uh, in my door hanging and see, you know, that red and beautiful Chinese symbols remembering, you know, and representing prosperity, success and love. And here comes my last personal question. What would one find at your bedside table that's always there? I mean, when I was saying we want to know Vivian, I really meant it. <laughs> but these are really nice questions. They have never asked me before. I love it. That's why, you know, I love Dutch Buzz so much because your interviews are not boring. You ask questions <laughs> that actually people would love to know the answers and they're not just the trivial, trivial ones. Um, okay. So the answer to this is I always have a lip balm and hand cream. Mm -hmm. And also I always have a faith-related book because as I said earlier, uh, I'm a person who has a lot of faith. So I always read something around that, maybe one page before I go to bed. Vivian, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Oh, uh, thank you so well. much, Elena. I, I want to say a big, huge thanks to you and to the listeners and to Lilian as the Dutch Buzz editor. I'm very thankful for the collaboration we have. I hope our listeners had the opportunity to learn something from today's interviews and uh, interview and I look forward to the future ones. This was Vivian Chiana, founder and director of the Expert Nest, the first online counseling organization for internationals and people who live far from home but still want access to quality mental health care. 
ಆಮೇಲೆ ನೆಗ್ಯೋಲ ಫೋಟ್ಯಾಚ್ ಬಾಸ್ Dutch Buzz made by the international community for the international community